Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, racing and baseball. Mark James, Brendan King. But the man is back. The star of the show, Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Lovell. But you, my friend, are the only star here on this show to go with our producer, Graham Shear. Uh, On Thursday night, Indianapolis Colts, first round of the NFL draft, they take quarterback Anthony Richardson, fourth overall. He's from Florida, 20 years old. He's only played or started in 20 game or 13 games at Florida 6 and 7 was the starting record as a Gator Jim Ursay the owner of the Indianapolis Colts spoke with the media today first time since drafting Richardson and he was asked what would have happened if Anthony Richardson was not there for them with that fourth overall pick. You know, we kind of felt like if we, if we had the first pick in the draft, we'd probably take Anthony. You know, that, that that's how much we liked him. So we were really fortunate. Yeah, I'm, of course, you know, when Young went, we thought he would. Uh, you know, Stroud was a little bit of a surprise. So all of a sudden, two have gone right away. That's a little bit different than we kind of thought. And then they made the trade, and then there we were. So, so we were very elated. As you can see there, Jim Irsay was very elated, as he said, to get Anthony Richardson at four. They say when he got him at one. But later on in the press conference, he was asked if it's important for Richardson to play a lot in his rookie campaign. Well, I think it's important. I, I, I think it is. I, you know, you get better by playing. And, and um, you really, um, I, I, I mean, practice and preseason games and and. And watching, you know, being in the quarterback room, that's great. But, man, I, I tell you, you know, you, you get better by playing. And, and uh, it's something that, that it's, it's really important because, you know, his development as so much of a key to the franchise's future, um, you know, it, it's the critical key. Everyone knows, you know, that, that him developing in, into an outstanding, great player in this league is going to determine where we go and, 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 and how far we go and how long we go with excellence. The main interesting part about Anthony Richardson is the fact that he is extremely mobile and an accomplished runner. Over 1,100 yards at Florida this past season. Here's Jim Ursay talking about Richardson's running ability. He really has a chance to be special. People will see what more running type of quarterbacks have done early, what Fields did last year, what Lamar Jackson's done in his career, etc. Man, when you, you know, it's like when we were trying to stop filling that last drive, they have four downs and 12 players, okay? Four downs and 12 players. I mean, Jalen Hurts a running back, I mean, you know, in that scheme. And with four downs, good luck. I mean, it's, uh, and, and I, you know, you just, you look at your schedule when you get a pocket quarterback you're playing against instead of a runner, you're like, thank God, you know, it's just, you know, I know, you know, Gus Bradley feels the same way. We're hoping, you know, to create the perfect storm with him and Jonathan Taylor and, and that offense. Indianapolis Colts draft is in the books, so now all eyes turn to some undrafted free agents. And one local product here in Indianapolis, Division II level, Toriano Clinton, he set almost every rushing record during his tenure at the University of Indianapolis. He gets a rookie minicamp invite. 
with the Indianapolis Colts, Purdue Boilermakers. They had five players get drafted into the NFL. Charlie Jones was selected in the fourth round. He goes to the Cincinnati Bengals, and now he'll play with Joe Burrow. Aiden O'Connell was also selected in the fourth round. He went to the Las Vegas Raiders, as did tight end Michael Mayer. He's from Notre Dame. He was selected in the second round, where the Raiders traded up with the Colts with their 35th pick to select Mayer sending him to Vegas. Payne Durham was selected in the fifth round. Corey Trice in the seventh, as was Jalen Graham for Purdue. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. NTT, IndyCar Racing in Birmingham tomorrow. Qualifications today. With me, the voice of the Indianapolis 500 and the NTT IndyCar Series, Mark Jaynes. I tried to give you a chance to go to bed. You just you didn't want to take it, for heaven's sakes. Thanks for calling me. Uh, well, we had a wonderful evening. The uh, whole IndyCar radio crew uh, took in the uh, Birmingham yeah. Barons game, yeah. the double-A yeah. affiliate of the uh, Chicago White Sox. And uh, they uh, played tribute to some of the all-time greats that have played there over the years, like uh, Frank Thomas, um, Reggie Jackson, and some guy named Michael Jordan, who had a bit of a baseball <laughs> career right. at one time. Is better known for another sport, I think. But no, it was a beautiful night for baseball, as they say. And um, we had a had a really good time, and it was a, a, a nice break of the action, if you will, from all of the action at beautiful Barber Motorsports Park. Roman Grosjean on the pole tomorrow. Good day for them today. It's going to be an interesting race, to say the least, Mark. Yeah, you know, he, he could easily be the points leader. I mean, the first two races of the season, I mean, he had that well-documented crash in turn four with Scott McLaughlin. They were battling for the lead at um, at St. Petersburg and then was poised for a podium finish when he got taken out at Texas and uh, and then finally ended up on the podium at Long Beach. And um, I think the thing that impressed me about that race is that as bad as he wanted to win it, he was among the first to go over and congratulate Kyle Kirkwood, who got his first ever career win, who's his teammate. And, uh, I mean, he's been fast all weekend. And, you know, for a while we wondered if maybe there were some issues with Andretti Autosport internally. Maybe Michael had lost his focus with all the, right. the attention given right. him going to F1 and everything. But uh, well, I'll tell you what, they've they've unloaded well every week so far this season. And, uh you know, you start up front, you're going to finish up front of Barber. That's the bottom line. And uh, 90 laps, and it'll be a long, tough, challenging race. But uh, I think he's got a real good shot to get a win tomorrow. That's an interesting point. You start up front, you finish up front. You know, certain tracks like this one uh, make that make that the case. It's a hard place to pass. And uh, but, but there are plenty of capable teams. That's what makes all this so much fun is the competitive nature of these young drivers and these teams. Uh, it just seems to get better and better. Well, you know uh, how our qualifying works. I mean, they, they cut the field in yeah. half. You have 12 and or 13, then you have 14, whatever the grouping is, depending on the cars. And so you take six from each one of those groups to the round of 12. And then from the 12, you go into the Firestone Fast 6. And today, for the Firestone Fast 6, we had five different teams represented. How's that for parity? That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, good. for sure. It also means that when you drop the flag, it ought to be competitive, too. Yeah, and, you know, I think pit strategy is uh, 
going to play a factor, as you and I talked about last night. I mean, it's it's either going to be a two-stop. Some of those at the rear of the field may gamble on a three-stop strategy. It's going to be a little tough to pull off if you don't get some help with the caution. But, uh, you know, tire compounds enter into that, too. I mean, they're going back to a compound Firestone did that we used in 2021. And uh, it's a question mark as to whether or not the alternate tires will hold up to match the fuel stint. So, you know, you may not be ready to come to pit road to make your fuel work, but you may need to come to pit road because the grip on your tires is going away. So uh, that 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 provides a, a, a strategic wrinkle to the uh, proceedings tomorrow as well. All right, you got a couple of minutes here. Who has done well traditionally on this track? Uh, Joseph Dugard's won three times. Uh, right. And, and, you know, we, we go back, this is the 13th time that we've raced here, and Elio Castro and Evans won the first time in 2010. But then, you know, we had some guys go back-to-back. I mean, Ryan Hunter-Ray went back-to-back there. And, and early on, uh, it was as though that, um, you know, and guys, once they had it figured out, it, it stayed figured out. And then while New Gardens won three times, I mean, we've had uh, three different winners the last three races. So, uh, you know, it, it, that that parody continues, I think, over the past yeah. couple of years. And uh I, I just think it's going to be, be a very compelling race. I mean, as good as Grosjean is, the hope is is that he doesn't check out and run away from the field. But Alex Pillow, Pato Award, those are guys that have won here. They're starting up front, and they're going to be in hot pursuit for sure. You can hear it on many of these same stations around the state, the great race tomorrow in uh, Barber Motorsports in Birmingham, Alabama, on the NTT IndyCar circuit. The voice, Mark Jeans, will be there. I appreciate the call. I really do. Have fun tomorrow. We'll talk to you next week. And next time we talk to you, we'll be talking about the month of May at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Doesn't get any better than that, Coach. That, <laughs> that's fantastic. Thanks, Mark. Yep, take care. Stock scoreboard update. I'm Eddie Garrison. Major League Baseball scores from today. One that stands out more than the other. The San Francisco Giants and the San Diego Padres, it's a part of the Mexico City Series, they combined to score 27 runs. The Giants hit five home runs, and the Padres hit six. The Cincinnati Reds, they picked up their fifth consecutive win, 3-2 final score over the Athletics. Reds are now 12-15, and and that is just their third win away from Great American Ballpark. Pittsburgh Pirates, they picked up a pair of wins. They keep improving that NL best record. They are now up to 20 wins to eight losses after their doubleheader sweep in the nation's capital. First game, 6-3. Pirates over the Nationals game two. It was all Pittsburgh, 16-1. Vince Velasquez in game two went six innings, struck out five, did not issue a walk or give up a single run. Baltimore Orioles, Detroit Tigers. Tigers pick up their 10th win, 7-4 final over Baltimore. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports, brought up by Indiana Donor Network. Tony Donahue joins us from BurnoutSports.com. Hello, Tony. Bob, how are you this evening? 
Waiting on your call. That's what I'm waiting on. Got a big race tomorrow. We just talked to Mark Jaynes a little bit. You know, you got Barber Motorsports, and then you come to Indy, and we start racing in a few days. This is an important – I think it's an important race. It's an interesting venue. But more importantly, as you get ready for the month of May, this is a big, big uh, event for everybody. Yeah, it's it's like the Augusta of the IndyCar schedule. It's it's beautiful scenery. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. Uh, super fast, so many different opportunities for passing, but also a lot of different opportunities to make mistakes. We saw a lot of runoffs in qualifying today and in practice yesterday. Uh, but you're totally right. I mean, in, in any sport, you know, this is a coach. M- momentum is everything. And, and that kind of started last mm-hmm. week at the test. Mm-hmm. And if you can lead Barber with a good result, feeling good, uh, you get to Indianapolis two weeks from yesterday to start practicing for that Grand Prix. Two weeks from today is the Grand Prix. And then you go right into the Oval festivities for the 107 Indianapolis 500. So, yeah, there are a lot of teams. There are a lot of drivers that really need a good result. Scott McLaughlin comes to mind. He's got one top ten in his first three races this year. He was leading at St. Pete before him and Roman Grosjean got into it, uh, hit the tire barrier, cost him his day, did not have a good run um, Mm -hmm. defending his here at Texas. So McLaughlin's the guy starting in row two tomorrow. I'm looking at um, Christian Lungard who rolls off sixth. Uh, he's a guy that's very good at this race course. He needs a good run. That Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan team has just been off the entire year. It really was last year as well. Um, so we may see some changes with that team over the next few weeks. But but good for Longard to qualify inside of that top six. Make that fast six this afternoon, and we'll see if he can keep it up front. Uh, and then Roman Grosjean. Look, he's he's on the pole. Right, right. He he's it's his second pole of the year. I think he's led in every race this season. Um, obviously, St. Pete did not go the way that he wanted on that outlap with Scott McLaughlin, was in contention at Texas. Uh, he's knocking on the door to be the next first-time winner. His teammate Kyle Kirkwood at Long Beach two weeks ago became you know, the first first-time winner of 2023. And now Grosjean's looking at the same thing, starts from the pole, got a super-fast car, the camaraderie inside of Andretti Autosport seems to be there. Everybody seems to be getting along, supporting each other. Um, after maybe a slower year last year with only two victories, the one with Colton Hurd at IMS Road Course, and then Rossi's win at the IMS Road Course in, in August. Rossi leaves the team, goes to Aero McLaren, and now we, we, we've kind of seen Andretti Autosport really be up there in the first couple of races between Grosjean, Colton Herta, and Kyle Kirkwood, as we know, who got his first career win two weeks ago at Long Beach. Interesting. You know what? You've got the. I think you have a deep field. I think you have very capable, uh, a a lot of great young drivers. What, three different winners in the last three races on the circuit? It's all set up for, uh, you know, a a fantastic day, quite frankly. Yeah, you know, and and you you think about tomorrow, and and, and especially when it gets to the Indianapolis 500, there's going to be 10 to 12, you know, at least half the field has a chance to win. Now, tomorrow when you can go on a two-stop strategy or a three-stop strategy, we could see some of the field kind of shuffle and turn over. We could see some of those guys that qualified mid-pack take a risk, come in, if they catch the yellow at the right time, maybe they shuffle up towards the front. Uh, But you're totally right. They were talking to Simon Pagino today, and he said, you know, the field is just so competitive. And with 27 full-time cars, you look at how close the field was. I think I think Joseph Newgarden missed out on that fast six by less than a tenth of a second. Um, you know, earlier, 
before that, Marcus Erickson, who's your points leader, who we haven't even mentioned, that has the one on the season, he missed advancing in that first round of qualifying by less than a tenth of a second. It's, it's so close. The margin for error is slim to none. That also includes the pit crews tomorrow and the, and the three to four pit stops that we may see. You know, top tens used to be, you know, you, you would take top tens. Top tens to me are, are now top 12. If you get in the top 12, that's a pretty good run. You're going right. to collect some points. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's unpredictable. It's action-packed, and I think that will continue tomorrow, Barber. All right, give me some favorites. Who do you like? Yeah, you know, Alex Pelot going in the weekend, he's, he's, he's made two starts at this racetrack, finishing first and second in the last two years. He starts second. He was faster than practice. I think Pelot is your favorite. Look for Joseph Newgarden. He's seventh. He was a little frustrated at himself today for not – being able to, to advance and qualifying. And the thing with these road courses, especially one like Barber that's, that's not as spread out as maybe a Road America or other places, you have to get at least two runs in on those alternate tires, two laps in. And it's hard to do if a red flag comes out or you come up behind another car that's, that's going slower and trying to speed up their tires. That can push you back a little bit. So the margin for error, as mentioned in qualifying, is, is just as slim because if you get caught behind somebody and you're on your fastest lap but you got the tires at the, the exact temperature that you want and you get caught up from somebody going slower or you catch somebody at a bad point of the course where you can't pass them, that's going to cost you a couple tenths. And that's the difference between, I think, Joseph Newgarden starting on the front row tomorrow as opposed to where he is starting in seven. So I'm going to take Alex Pillow and Joseph Newgarden, your two favorites. Uh, but don't be surprised if – if, if good old reliable Scott Dixon's knocking on the door towards the end of it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we, we get to the end of this interview, and we haven't even mentioned him because there's a guy, you know, who yeah, you always have to put him as a contender because of his history, for heaven's sakes. Yeah, this will be the 13th race at Barber Motorsports Park for IndyCar. Scott Dixon has an average finish of 3.7, but he's never won at this track. I believe it's the only right. track on the circuit that he hasn't won at that's been around for at least five years. And, you know, he can get it done. It's, it's been an up-and-down start to the season. I actually talked to him last week at the test, and I said, you know, you seem pretty fired up, pretty frustrated after what happened in Long Beach. Does that carry over? And he goes, I think it'll carry over in Barber. It won't carry over to a test, or it won't carry into May. Um, but it'll carry over. So we'll see if he's a little bit more aggressive tomorrow getting towards the front. We know he's one of the best drivers in the, in, in the field and one of the greatest drivers of all time. But you also got to keep your eye out for row seven there, Marcus Erickson and Colton Herta. Um, you know, right. this is a very tough track to pass at. So will, will Marcus and Colton kind of split the strategy up? Maybe if the leaders stay out on early yellow, maybe they come in. Maybe they try to extend that first stint longer than, than anybody else. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if Marcus Erickson and Colton Herta can make up some time because, you know, Erickson, the points leader, has been has been Mr. Consistent, and he just he just missed it today, qualifying 13th. You're not probably going to win the race, but a championship run. This is what happened last year with Will Power. Will Power won one race, but he was consistent all year, and he he started 19th last year and drove it to a fourth place finish. He didn't have a car to win, but he he hung around. So if Marcus Erickson tomorrow can drive from 13th and finish inside of that top five or top six we may look at that tomorrow and six months from now when the season's over it's a yeah you remember that when he didn't qualify well at, at barber but ran it up into the top five that's kind of where his championship season really 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 made a turn for the better so it'll be interesting to see what erickson and Herder can do from that uh that, that row seven spots 13 and 14 tony donahue burnoutsports.com 
It's always great to have you, Tony. Thanks so much. Enjoy the race. Well, next week is May, Bob, so we'll uh, we'll be consistently oh, calling. Oh, that's <laughs> right. It will be. Okay. I'm looking forward to it, as always. Thanks, Tony. Right. Yeah, thank you. Have a great night. Thank you, too. Thanks so much. It is the month of May. Man, oh, man, where did it go? Uh, it's exciting. I'll tell you, it is clearly exciting. Many of these great stations around the state will be bringing you uh, the race, uh, the IndyCar race tomorrow. Don't forget to tune in and have some fun. Uh, also, uh, <clears throat> we still have some uh, baseball to talk about. Brendan King's going to join us coming up after this next scoreboard update. Talk some South Bend Cubs and talk about the Chicago Cubs. Uh, if we get a chance, I'm sure we will. Uh, a reminder, we're wrapping up season 29. Uh, obviously, the Friday night before the 500, traditionally when we would get that delineation, if you will, uh, I'll take a couple months off and be back on August the 4th as we head into season number 30. That's an imposing number, quite frankly. That's a lot of years. That's a lot of Friday nights and Saturday nights not being um, at home with my wife. So we'll talk about that when we come back on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update, I'm Eddie Garrison. Jim Ursay makes an appearance after the NFL draft today to give his thoughts on Anthony Richardson. He revealed what the Colts would have done if he was selected at third overall, if a team traded up in front of them, boy, you know that that that's um, that's a, always a tough hypothetical because you know until that moment hits and it's really upon you in the real world, you know you have to realize you know you're still thinking on your feet. Some, I mean, obviously, you know you're gonna you know we're gonna take Levis or trade down. I, I shouldn't say honestly, but I, I think we'd take Will Levis. We liked him. We did, yeah. Here's here's uh, Jim Mercy on the character of Anthony Richardson that he fell in love with. I just think the world of the young man, I, I've spent um, a good bit of time with them. I called him about uh, three hours before the draft, and I said, you know, you know, don't you can't share this call with anyone, the fact that I'm calling and what's going on, anyone calling you and you know, he said, well, I heard a team, named a team that had interest in them. And I said, did they call today? He said, no. I said, okay, well, um, you know, there's a good chance you're going to be coming to Indy in three hours. So so he was excited. But I said, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what happens, you know. You know, again, through face-to-face conversations where I just realized what kind of young man that is. Uh, I mean, special. Now all the pressure's on Shane Steichen and the coaching staff to develop Richardson. For Network Indiana Sports. I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King joins me, the voice of the South Bend Cubs. Hello, Brendan. What's up, Coach? Hope you and the family are well. You have, uh, you're in my thoughts. You know that. In my heart, you, you understand all that. And uh, I'm mm-hmm. so glad you uh, are, are well and glad that you're with me tonight. Coach, I appreciate you and love you, brother. Um, tough week for sure, but, uh, you know, sure. week for celebration too. And, you know, today was my mom's birthday, and uh, she came to the ball game with the family. So it was a nice way to spend the day, and we got a win out of it too. So yeah. all good stuff. There you go. Get get a win out of it too. So tell me t- – take me through the game. Tell, tell me all about uh, the Cubs and the big win today. 
Yeah, Coach, really good win, really important win as well uh, against the Peoria Chiefs. And Peoria, of course, is the Midwest League affiliate of the St. Louis Cardinals. So you're getting some Cubs-Cardinals yeah. minor league style. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, why don't you rub game. it in a little bit? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> it's been a good series. Yeah. Where they're um, – go ahead. No, no, I mean, they're both teams that have great prospects. I mean, uh, obviously on both sides, there's some tremendously talented guys in these you know, on both these teams. There are. And, you know, St. Louis's farm system is really coming along – uh, I think Jordan Walker is a good example. Their first-round pick from a couple years ago. You know, he played in Peoria just two years ago. Now he's in the big leagues. Um, so that should tell you what you need to know about their farm system. And then, you know, we've discussed the the prospects that are in the Cubs farm sure. system. And um, you know, one of the guys that we've talked about quite a bit, coach, is Kevin Alcantara, uh, the kid that came over for Anthony Rizzo from the Yankees. Uh, he's playing center field every day for us and. Um, he's hitting over 400 in his last five games. He's really turning a corner. Um, and, you know, Coach, this is something I've talked to you about before, too. The month of April, you really just got to take it with a grain of salt, no matter if guys have success or don't. It, it's really tough to play sometimes in the month of April because it's so cold. I mean, we, we played through rain for half of today. Um, and, you know, the guys grinded out a win. So a lot of times stats are either inflated or deflated, depending on what kind of April you're having. So I really right. don't pay much attention to April stats. And Alcantara is a good example because he was hitting a buck fifty in the first two weeks, and then now he's, you know, he's hit four hundred in the last week. Um, so he's turning a corner. And uh, the Cubs today, Coach, had a lead in the second inning because of a Fabian Pertuz solo home run, and they never gave that lead back. They were up 7-1 to at one point. Peoria made it a game with a home run in the ninth. But, um, you know, good day, never surrendered that lead, and the Cubs did some good stuff today. It is still relatively early in the season, but you have to be encouraged about uh, the, the personality of this ball club, do you not? You do, and today was relatively important, Coach, because Beloit, your friends, the Skycarp, uh, they have yeah. won nine of their yeah they have won nine of their last ten games, so they have been the best team in the league. Uh, they are in our division, and they actually coming into today, Coach, had a three game lead for first place, which mm. in mm-hmm. April mm-hmm. you don't see that a lot in April. No, um, not at so all. Be- yeah, so Beloit got walked off today up in Appleton. And we won. So now we're going to go into tomorrow's series finale, two games back. So three games was the biggest deficit so far. But, yeah, Coach, I really like the layout of the team because, you know, there's a lot of returners. Um, there's a lot of new faces. Right. But so far they're gelling well together. And the guys who have had the experience of winning, they, they know what they're doing. And the guys that want to experience winning, they can look to those older guys in the clubhouse. So it's been a – Really intriguing first month watching this team. And, of course, changes are going to happen. That's what minor league baseball yeah. is. But yeah. we're going we're to enjoy it while we can. Well, they've managed to avoid the injury bug, too, to this point. Uh, I mean, it hasn't been hasn't affected them greatly, which is always, always good. You have live arms. We've talked about that before. Uh, and you have guys right now, I mean, hitting 400 in a week, I mean, just try to put that in perspective. That's phenomenal. I don't care whatever level you're playing. Oh, well, Coach, a kid we've also talked about lately is Hayden McGeary. He was the Division II player that was selected right, by the Cubs right. in the 15th round. 
Coach, he is second in the league in hitting. He's batting 380. He was hitting Yikes. 400. Yeah, he was hitting 400 over the last two weeks, and now he's dipped below 500. You know that must be nice, right? <laughs> to be able to <laughs> to be able to dip below five four, right. 400. I, I would love to do that. Right. Right. But, um, you know he, he's he's hitting 380, and he's leading the league in hits. He's leading the league in total bases. He's leading the league in doubles. And this is a Division two guy who, um, you know, all 30 plus teams took a pass on him for 15 rounds in a row. Then the Cubs mm, find him, and mm-hmm. this kid's leading. This kid's leading high A in hitting. Uh, those are just the diamond in the rough stories that makes doing baseball fun because all these guys come from different walks of life, different schools, different baseball upbringings, and right, now you right. see them succeeding in pro ball. So that's uh, that's a cool story to tell. Can we get some weather though? Can we get some better weather? This is ridiculous. I know we had a big tease because. For opening week while we were at home, that was the week, as I'm sure you experienced in beautiful Plainfield, um, that was the week where it was 85-plus every day when we, right. had our, when we had our opening week at home. So we were playing 80 degrees. It felt like summer. I was wearing shorts. I was like, oh, man, this is unbelievable. And then a week later, we were up in Saginaw, Michigan, playing against the Great Lakes Loons, and it started snowing. So uh, yeah, we, we've, experienced, we've experienced both sides of the coin. Yeah, we have. All right, let's talk about the big Cubs. How'd the uh, home club do today? Uh, Marlins beat the Cubs 7-6, I believe, because they were playing at the same time as us, Coach. I believe the Marlins started the game leading 7-2. So Cubs made a little comeback. Uh, bullpen was really good. Uh, Jeremiah Estrada threw another inning and two-thirds of scoreless work. He is the guy, Coach, who was with us last year, Mm. to start last year. And then Mm -hmm. he went to double-A, he went to triple-A, and then he went to the big leagues all in one season last year. Wow. Right. And now he's back back with the big club this year. Um, He got called up from triple-A about a week and a half ago. Still Mm -hmm. not a lot of runs. Mm -hmm. That ERA, a bunch of goose eggs. That's phenomenal. Man, that is incredible. I mean, think about it. That's just unbelievable. All right, so standing-wise, where, where, are, where are the Cubs? Did you tell me this already? You're, th- you're, you're three back right now? Yeah, so, so going into today, Beloit had won 9 of 10. They lost today, got Yikes. walked off. Right. Um, so, yeah, they've been really good. But we were three back coming into today. Beloit loses. We win heading into tomorrow, Coach, series finale. We'll be two games back. Outstanding. Outstanding. All right. What else is going on? That's it. I'm headed to Florida uh, oh, in a week or I'm so. Jealous. Yeah. How long? Well, you, you should be. Uh, ten days. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do some shows from down there. So. Yeah. As um, you, you know what? As you should. And you know what, Coach? We are just a couple days away from May. And you and I are going to be right. rocking out some shows together in the month of May. I'm going to be back in town absolutely, doing the, doing the right. track updates right here on Network Indiana. And uh, you and I wow. will hang out for uh, a couple weekends in May. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Brendan King. Brendan, thanks. Appreciate the call. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you, my friend. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Brendan King and the South Bend Cubs. Always great to talk to him. Eddie Garrison, can you join me? Let's talk some ball. 
Um, so we got racing. We got racing and basketball tomorrow. That's, yes, that's, sir. That's what's going to occupy our time, right? Mm-hmm. You've got. Uh, you've, I can't even remember the sponsor because it's so long for the IndyCar race. But that's tomorrow afternoon. I think Green Flag is at. 3.30 for the Children's of Alabama Indy uh, Grand Prix from Barber Motorsports Park. Yep, yep. Uh, that's, I mean, that's going to, I need two TV, I need the two TV set up because uh, the right. Warriors and King teams also at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon. That's on ABC. The IndyCar race will be on, uh, I believe, on NPC as well as Peacock. And then at 1 o'clock, you've got game one between the Knicks and the Heat. You strike me, Yeti, as being one of those guys that will have like six TVs on the wall. You know what I mean? Ooh, I, I wish you I know, could get there one day. Multi-TV. Well, that's what I'm talking about. All right. Eddie's going to stick around, do a scoreboard update. We'll be back on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Final scoreboard update of the night, so let's try and highlight all the scores from today. St. Louis Cardinals, L.A. Dodgers just went final from L.A. One to nothing final score, and the Dodgers pick up the win. That lone run came in the second inning. The Cardinals offense only generates three hits. Clayton Kershaw went seven, struck out nine. Cardinals now 10 and 18. The Tampa Bay Rays, they were down 10, or they were down three to nothing. Going into the top of the seventh with no hits, they put up 10 runs in the seventh en route to their 12-3 win over the White Sox, who are now 7-21. and The Rays are 23-5. The Baltimore Orioles, Detroit Tigers, 7-4 final. Detroit picking up their 10th win of the season. Pittsburgh Pirates take over the nation's capital, and they sweep the doubleheader today. Game 1, 6-3. Game 2, 16-1. They're now 20-8. The Cincinnati Reds have picked up their fifth win in a row as they defeat the Oakland Athletics 3-2. NBA playoffs today. The Phoenix Suns, they fall to the Denver Nuggets, 127-105. Jamal Murray, 34 points. Kevin Durant, 29 points. Chicago Cubs, they fall today to the Miami Marlins, 7-6. Cody Bellinger and Patrick Wisdom each go deep. Minor league level, the Indianapolis Indians pick up an 8-5 win over the Columbus Clippers. The Peoria Chiefs-South Bend Cubs game, as you heard from Brendan King, Cubs 7, Chiefs 4, Fort Wayne 10, Caps 5, Great Lakes Loons 2. Welcome back, everybody. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number 2, SaveLives.org is their website. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. There are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Once again, that website, driven, the number two, savelives.org. NFL draft concluded today. Uh, the Colts had a, had a lot of guys. I mean, a lot of guys. Uh, and and um, the... Um, they met a lot of needs. I think uh, when you you look at it in terms of position by position, um, they they uh, they were very uh, I think creative in, in filling some of those particular needs that they might have. Cornerback was one. <coughs> Excuse me. They obviously drafting um, 
the Brent's kit from Warren Central. We drafted another one later, or excuse me, in the uh, today's rounds. And so, um, you know, a tight end, running back, start to think about those things. So uh, now you can begin to get excited as we head into rookie free agents. Eddie, you still with me? You still working? Uh, I'm always working. Hopefully you, you, you are. So when uh, when's minicamp start? So we got all, all these guys. We're going to sign uh, undrafted free agents. So there's a lot. There's still a lot of players uh, to be put together to, to come to Indianapolis and get ready to start working. I don't think they have announced rookie minicamp dates yet. Uh, I haven't been able to see that anywhere. Typically, though, it's that first or it's usually around that second weekend of May. So right. if I had to estimate for Indianapolis, it would be either May the week of May 8th through the 12th or maybe the 15th through the 19th. And it's only a couple days, so it'll be two days between one of those two weeks. Right. And uh, it's always interesting to see the number of people they bring in. And, uh, you know, in some respects, if you're if you're a player out there, uh, okay, if, if you knew you weren't going to go in one of the early rounds, in some respects, you, you're okay to not get drafted. It allows you to literally pick and choose where you want to go. Yeah, and, I'm always, uh, uh, there's something to be said of that, quite yeah, frankly. I'm always interested with that, too. It's like, how do you... How do you navigate through that as a guy who could potentially get drafted? Like, do you tell the team no that I don't want to be picked? Like, I don't. I mean, like, he's like, no offense, coach, but I don't want to be selected by you. I I already had somewhat of a contract lined up with another team. I know that happened with uh, Austin Reeves of the L.A. Lakers. Now he was uh, somebody called him on second round of the NBA draft and like, hey. Uh, we're interested in taking you. He's like, uh, no thanks. I, I want to sign with L.A. and go play for the Lakers. And now look what right, he's doing in right. the playoffs for them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so now everybody is excited because we have our quarterback. Everyone understands how important that is. It'll be interesting to see um, the progress. And, again, I brought it up earlier in the show. Uh, this is not something fans want to hear, but uh, the key word is to be patient. And um, uh, he has, the, I think, the physical and mental capabilities to be really, really good. Just needs time. Just needs a little experience, and you don't gain that uh, overnight. So there's that. Eddie, you're great, and you're the best. Thanks so much. Have Thanks, a great coach. weekend, all you right? You too. Get out there and do yard work, too, now. Get out there and get that done tomorrow, Okay. Yeah, I got to get it done before the rain. There it is. That's it. Final break. Some final thoughts. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. Glad you could join us. Weekend has gone quickly. Uh, We count them off. Uh, Season 29. It's gone Listen, it's gone. It's gone quickly. Um, so, month of May coming up. Obviously, we're looking forward to that. We encourage everyone if you get a chance, watch or listen uh, to the IndyCar race tomorrow. And then, if you look at your calendar, it's going to be May very, very soon. So, we're going to be starting to uh, well continuing 
to spend a lot of time talking about racing as we get ready for the greatest spectacle in racing uh, coming up, obviously, later on in May. The Friday, the Saturday night, excuse me, the Saturday night before uh, the race annually, uh, our ni- our last night of the season, if you will. Uh, so we're we're kind of looking forward to that. Take a couple months off, and then I'll be back in on the fourth of August to start season number thirty. I wish I had uh, things to tell you about um, season thirty. I just know that we're we're excited about it. You can't help but get excited about that. Um, my mo has always been not to do anything special. Uh, I know we, you know, we, when we got to 25, that was uh, an impressive situation, and um, I think that we'll approach it the same way. We're going to try to have some fun, try to have as much fun as we can, and give you as much information as we possibly can. So you got uh, you got choices tomorrow. All right, choices, uh, extremely important game number seven in the NBA, Sacramento hosting the Golden State Warriors. A lot of emotion, a, a lot on the line, obviously, for both ball clubs. That should be an, an awful lot of fun uh, without question. Uh, NASCAR, you got NASCAR uh, in Dover. You have IndyCar in Birmingham. Um baseball plenty of things to do there lots and lots of things uh, for you uh, to do in terms of sports if you're not really fired up about yard work or pool work like the rest of us and so you'll be able to get involved in all of that next week uh, we'll continue to talk about racing Uh, don't forget to join us next friday and saturday we'll talk more racing more football. We'll look. We'll continue to to focus on the NFL draft. Try to catch up with that, and uh, spend a little more time uh, talking about uh, high school baseball if we can. Don't forget. Go to ihsaatv.org tomorrow for the pairing shows for the softball and baseball tournaments that are coming up. Hard to believe they're coming up soon. So go there. Watch Greg Rakestraw do the pairing show. He's the best. Uh, there is when it comes to that, and so you'll find out where your uh, your team's going to be playing and against whom, so you can do that tomorrow. It's been a great weekend. Couldn't have done it without the great work of Graham Shear and Eddie Garrison. Certainly can't do it without the wonderful stations around the state that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And thanks to all of you for these last 29 years of making us the most listened-to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.